Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I zestfully invite you to listen to today's show. We are talking about the secrets of male pedophilia. All right. Before we jump into that topic, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about, hi, my name is Jackie, the world of sex dolls artificial intelligence dolls that are revolutionizing men's sexual encounters. She's programmed to create an engaging simulation of a relationship. The more she learns about you, the more she will transform into your dream girl. How about that? <laughs> so if you happen to have missed the, the show, you can listen um, my on my on-demand on-demand library from my mobile app for the iPhones as well as Google phones, Android phones. Um, you can find it so easily. Same name as the show. Just Google the Men's Advocate Show app, mobile app, and it should come right up there for you. Uh, in the event that you haven't done that, we are also available on SoundCloud and TuneIn. So you can catch my on-demand library or listen live. Heck, there's even one-touch dialing for from my mobile app that you can call into the show. So while we're talking about the phone number, old school, if you want to do it old school, it's 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic, hashtag me too, hashtag I say men too, the secrets of male pedophilia. Have shame and fear of contempt kept you from speaking about your predator? Did worry about losing your job prevent you from filing a report with HR? Was it hard to buck up against someone who has status or power over you? Well, today we're going to talk about why this topic stays in the closet. It is buried so deep that most men will not talk about it and uh, is it a good idea to talk about it um, I don't think so I, I think uh, there I'm going to offer some solutions at the end of the program but I understand why men are mum about this topic and it's because of society's judgment on them and you know revealing this type of information isn't going to do you any favors. In other words, it's really a catch-22 for the men. You know, women claim, oh, you know, I want a sensitive man. I want a man who cries at the movies and gets all emotional. But once a guy does that, oh, nay, nay. <laughs> it's uh, anything but uh, being supportive. And many, many women are very judgmental about what they perceived as sh as your showing weakness. So I think this falls in the same category, but to a worse extent. So we're going to explore this area. Um, I'd love to have you call in and offer your comments or questions. Perhaps you or someone you know has been abused, um, you know, during during their teen years, or maybe even even they were less than teen years. Maybe they were children. Maybe they were six, seven, or eight years old when this happened. So let's dive into this topic and uh, see where we're at. So on the heels of Harvey Weinstein, the Har Harvey Weinstein scandal, it has opened up a dialogue about sexual harassment. Now, it started with women speaking up to tell their story using the hashtag MeToo. Now, they are joined by men opening up, and uh, let's see what that looks like. So, one in four girls experience sexual abuse. Pretty high number, right? Well, it turns out that according to statistics, one in six boys are uh, the victims of sexual abuse. Also a pretty big number. So let's go over some key facts, some groundwork that you need to know about this topic. Boys and men can be sexually abused 
used or abused and it has nothing to do with how masculine they are. A lot of times society does place a tag on someone's masculinity based on how they act in public, how they present themselves to the to the world. But it's it's very apparent to some that, you know, being abused or used really does not affect your masculinity. All right, next up, if a boy liked the attention he was getting or got sexually aroused during the abuse or even sometimes wanted the attention or sexual contact, this does not mean he wanted or liked to be manipulated or abused or that any part of what happened in any way was his responsibility or fault. That's a good one to keep track of. Yeah. <clears throat> Sexual abuse harms boys and girls in ways, in some ways that are similar and in some ways that are different. But at the end of the day, both genders are harmed. It's, it's not only a physical violation, but more importantly, it's an emotional violation of your rights, of your space, of your freedom to be you. So we're going to look at some of those uh, avenues. Boys can be sexually abused by both straight and gay men. Now, I want you to let that sink in. In fact, I did a show, I think it was at the beginning of the year, I did a show where there's a lot of men today who who deem themselves heterosexual, but they're having sex with men. And they don't think that's being homosexual at all. So I definitely can see if you, I'll have to find that show and I'll link it on my Facebook fan page for those of you who um, have not listened to it. It's a, it's a really good show and it goes over, you know, how this happens in the perpetrator's mindset like why does he think this way and how does he get away with it so if he can get away with it with a with an adult sexual encounter of course he can get away with it with a child actually it's easier to get away with it with a child i mean i guess the predator has needs and wants and that super supersedes the well-being of the child so he goes ahead with it so it has nothing to do with whether the child is male or female he just, you know, wants to get his jollies off, right? So that's what's going on. Sexual abuse is the result of abusive behavior that takes advantage of a child's vulnerability and is in no way related to the sexual orientation of the abusive person. Okay, that's what I was just saying. Um, so it doesn't matter what uh, his sexual, the predator's sexual preferences absolutely doesn't matter. Um, he's a narcissist. He wants what he wants, and he's going to go after what he wants, and everybody else be damned. I think that's what they're thinking. Okay, whether he is gay, straight, or bisexual, a boy's sexual orientation is neither the cause nor the result of sexual abuse. Hmm. So that's true too. So, you know, he didn't ask for this abuse. Um, <clears throat> maybe there's something in his upbringing that makes him a little bit unstable. Uh, maybe he didn't come from a loving family or two-parent family or there's there was maybe alcohol or abuse, drug abuse, uh, alcohol abuse in the family or physical abuse in the family. And as a result, you know, his spirit and self-respect is worn down and that's why he gets into these vulnerable situations. And importantly, the predator knows this. So the predator knows his prey. He's not going to pick on somebody that will make a lot of noise or blow the whistle or get him in trouble or report him. He's not going to pick on that person. He's going to pick on somebody whom he deems is already vulnerable. So because it's just easier. It's just kind of like, you know, going to New York, 
you know, they're not going to pick on somebody that's walking solidly down the street. They're going to pick on that tourist that's, you know, got their, their eyes up in the sky looking at the skyscrapers and they have their purse, uh, purse strap going crisscross against their chest because they feel like someone's going to, you know, pickpocket them, which they are. It's a big red flag to <laughs> wear your purse like that. Um, so they're looking for the vulnerability. They're looking for that hesitation. They are looking for someone. Maybe they just need a, you know, maybe the child just needs a male figure in their life, and they're looking for someone whom they can look up to and respect, not knowing what they bargained for, not knowing that the predator is also going to sexually or mentally abuse them. Okay, so by focusing on the abusive nature of sexual abuse rather than the sexual aspects of the interaction, it becomes easier to understand that sexual abuse has nothing to do with the boy's orientation, sexual orientation. Now, here's another big area that I'm going to talk about a little bit later in the show is the predators are not always men. How about that? This is uh, 2017, and they are absolutely not always men. So girls can be a predator, and women can be a predator. They can also sexually abuse boys. So, you know, oftentimes society thinks, oh, wow, you know, the, the victim is, is lucky. You know, you're just lucky to get laid, or you're lucky to, you know, have a sexual partner. Um, but you know what? It goes beyond that because if it's unwarranted and unsolicited, um, the boy, the, the victim, ends up being exploited and harmed. So most boys who are sexually abused will not go on to sexually abuse others. So unlike other areas of psychology where if you are beaten as a child, you know, sometimes there is a correlation there with your being, you know, a wife beater or whatever when you grow up because monkey see, monkey do. You got that learned behavior at home uh, with regard to physical abuse, you know, the beating um, and that does translate, but the statistics show that sexual abuse does not translate. So if as a boy they were sexually abused, as they don't turn around and become the bully, you know, later on. They don't become the predator later on. There's not a correlation there. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the shaming and how, a lot of boys don't report, you know, such such abusive tactics, and so that's that's a secret. They, you know, many times they t- take that to the grave. You know, that's that's how uh, important this topic is. All right, if you have just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host Linda Gross. Today we are talking about. Hashtag me too, hashtag men too, which is my hashtag, and the secrets of male pedophilia. Call us on this topic. Our number is 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about more elements that make up the victim and the sexual predator. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. 
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. By the way, if you haven't already done so, please like me on my Facebook fan page. Easy to find. Just Google it. Um, The same name is the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. In the upper right-hand corner, you're going to hit Like Page, and then you're going to hit the Pull Down and to allow notifications. And what that will do is once a week, you will be apprised of what the show topic is, uh, who my guests are, and then after the show, if I have references or links that I want you to know about, that will make it easy uh, for reference. Um, I always post those after the show. Okay? So that's the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on Facebook. All right. So let's get back into our topic. We're talking about the secrets of male pedophilia. And as we mentioned, one in six boys by the age of 18 are going to uh, be sexually abused. So... Boy, there's many avenues to abuse a boy and, you know, it's just really unfortunate. I know that, you know, that so many women are abused, but, you know, the, the, the boys are not that far behind, really. I mean, when you think of it, so a predator is a predator and he really doesn't <laughs> care, you know, what the fallout is in his wake. You know, he's out for that, uh, he's hungry. And he needs to eat, and, um, you know, I guess he's seeing the young boy uh, as his prey, just like an animal would, you know, that's, uh, that's in the woods or so forth, so forth. Okay, so successful men are not depicted as being vulnerable, either physically or emotionally. Otherwise, if there's some question there, then they're not gonna, the society is not gonna deem you as being a successful man because you can be taken over by somebody else. Okay? So it's all very related. Even though in this avenue we're talking about sexuality and in the outside world we might be talking about the workplace or his interaction with the family. But it's all intertwined because it erodes his self-esteem and how he feels about himself. And if that doesn't get resolved, you know, it's a big, big roadblock that um, needs to get addressed because all other areas of his life will be affected by, usually negative, will be affected by this, uh, you know, encounter or some, you know, usually it's not even an encounter. Usually it's ongoing. It may last, who knows, two years, three years, or even longer. So it's really quite sad. Now, whether you agree with the definition of masculinity or not, boys are not men. They don't have that cognitive ability, that discerning ability to, uh, fully use their reasoning and judgment as a young boy. Remember I was telling you in previous shows, also I mentioned this in my book, Mastering Women, that it takes until age 25 
for the human brain to be fully developed, fully finished. You don't get that full cognitive ability until you're 25 and older. And guess what? The predator knows this on a subconscious level. He might not know it on an intellectual level, but he knows that, you know, young boys are very impressionable and very gullible. And so his make on the target is going to be an easy one. Okay. All right. So these boys who are abused, they are children and they are weaker. They are more vulnerable than those um, who sexually abuse or exploit them. Because they are, the predator is using his greater size, his strength, and knowledge to manipulate or to co- coerce the boys into an unwanted sexual experience and, and for the boy to stay silent. So how does he get this done? Well, there's a, a few common areas um, that, that get picked on. Authority. Um, we tend to respect someone in a position of authority. It could be a coach, a teacher, a relig- re- religious leader. Um, we're taught socially to have esteem for someone in this position, meaning that you're not going to question their motives. You're not going to question their words. You're not going to question their acts because supposedly it's somebody that you respect. So... <laughs> it's very hard to all that conditioning and like go tell someone to go tell your mom or go tell HR or whoever it is that you're going to tell. Very hard indeed. Another area, common area that the predator falls in is status. So it could be an older cousin. Um, so is, who is this older cousin? Maybe uh, the rest of your siblings are all girls and you don't want to hang out with girls. What do they know? So maybe you've got that older cousin who's three years older than you and shoot, he just, he just started going to, to, um, high school. And, um, you could grow up alongside him and be at his level, his skill set level and isn't that a great thing but what you didn't bargain for was you know maybe that person might socially you know i mean might sexually abuse you another person that that uh, is a desired status is an admired athlete um maybe he's a social leader so the predator is going to use whatever means are available to him to reduce the resistance such as attention, special privileges, money or other gifts, promises or bribes, or even outright threats. So they're going to do whatever it takes. So let's say, um, I don't know, some famous athlete came to your school and whatever, and heck, maybe he's promising you tickets to the game or maybe he's making <laughs> a premise that you an offer that you can't refuse that is just too good to be true but he's luring you in like baby to a you know like candy to a baby he's luring you in and he's going to get what he wants out of the deal at the end of the day so it's pretty scary this stuff so let's talk about um the Weinstein case uh I guess all this, the Weinstein um, going in, into the, the scandal being in the news lately, there is an actor, very famous actor. His name is Terry Crews. You might not remember the name, but I'm sure if you saw his face um, and person, you would, you would recognize who he is. He was the dad of the very popular TV show, Everybody Loved, Everybody Hates Chris. Um, And he says this scandal is giving him PTSD because he was groped by a high-level Hollywood executive. So this happens, you know, unfortunately, we've heard the casting couch theory with women for decades and decades, if not from the beginning of the movie industry over a 100 years ago. Um, But... I think we're going to start to hear more and more from the the male community, the male entertainment community. Um, and they say that as more male famous people come forward, then it will make the average Joe 
feel better or feel motivated to share his story or at least go get help. Um, that he's not crazy and it's uh, nothing that the victim brought on that it's just the predator's sickness in this area that brought this on. So a psychologist was mentioning that men feel a great deal of shame in telling other men what happened because of how they will be perceived, how the victim will be perceived. And he says, well, you know what, let's take that both ways. It's how the predator will be perceived, too, because who wants to say, (laughs) you know, it's very easy to say, hey, I'm John, I'm an alcoholic, and tell all your alcoholic friends at AA in the meeting room that, you know, you have a problem. But what predator is going to stand up and say, I have a sexual problem? Um, I need to lick this. I, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, but I need to get past what's motivating me to abuse someone else, um, especially in this way. So I think the, the shaming happens on both ends, and that's why the predator doesn't seek help either. So there you go. All right. So now... It said that men go through a similar trauma response to sexual assault as women do, but the expression of that trauma is different, often because of what society considers the conventions of masculinity are. So in one research study, the average age of men seeking treatment for trauma was 45. And this was a study of sexual abuse of boys starting around the age of 9 or 10. So let's do the math here. It took an average of three and a half decades for men to seek treatment, and that was only in areas that have a dedicated treatment center. That age could be higher in towns that don't have that kind of support. So... This is really a sad state of affairs. Um, turns out that after the second wave of feminism, which, which started around the early 1970s, there were a crop of treatment centers that women could get help, that abused women could get help, um, and they were open to women and all genders. Very good for that, right? What they didn't do is they didn't also open a facility for men and boys who were abused. So where is this person going to go? You know, like I say, (laughs) you're not going to stand up in an AA meeting or some other kind of meeting to, like, talk about this kind of stuff. So where do you go? I mean, I guess you can start with your HR, and I guess some health plans do have some allotment for therapy. It's not, you know, consistent. Probably if you went once a week, um, you know, most benefits run out in six months' time, but I guess something is better than nothing. Um, But that might be a start. And we'll talk about some solutions at the end of the program as well as to where you can go, what you can do. But You know, I want you to take note that it takes decades, if at all, for the abused male to come forward and once and for all seek help. Okay. If you've just joined us, you've recently uh, tuned in to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about hashtag me too and my hashtag men to the secrets of male pedophilia i want to hear your comments and questions on this topic we have open phone lines at 951-922-3532 again that number is 951-922-3532 when we come back to the break back from the break we'll discuss the word invulnerability and how that relates to sexual abuse Catch you right back after the break. 
You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming summer 2017. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about hashtag me too, hashtag men too, the secrets of male pedophilia. So please join us. Maybe you or someone that you know has been abused by a sexual abuse or by a sexual predator. Call us at 951 952-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. So I want to talk about a particular code word, um, you know, that, that revolves around masculinity. And it's an unspoken code of what it means to be a man. And this is something that's generally accepted um, or assumed by society, and that word is invulnerability. And it means the refusal of the man or boy to be vulnerable. So part of the definition of being a man is that you can fight off physical danger or, in this case, emotional danger, um, that you just step up, you muscle up, and you just get it handled, right? And so for the boys that are not doing that, um, you know, they're not entering into the equation that this predator uh, might be quite a bit older or like we were talking about earlier, that he has um, authority or status that the young boy doesn't have. And that's why, um, you know, he can sway the victim as he can. But it's, anyway, this this concept of the refusal to be vulnerable, not that that's a bad thing, because when you go to the animal world, you know, 10,000 years ago, you know, when the hunters were going into the forest or going into the marsh or whatever it was, uh, they didn't have the time or the resources to be vulnerable. They needed to come home with the prey. They needed to kill the animal, drag it back, back to camp so the, the rest of the village could eat, right? So they might have been scared. They might have been cold. They might not have been equipped with the right um, equipment or utensils or weapons in, necessary in order to catch their prey, to catch their meal, but none of that mattered. So overwhelmingly, in order to even pull that off, 
you have to have an air of not being subject to being vulnerable, right? To, to accomplish something. And the same holds true for our armed forces. Um, you know, you can have all the training in the world, but you might be caught in a situation <laughs> that wasn't covered by your training. Or you might get split from the group or something, you know, you, you lost your weapon or something happened to your weapon and now you're caught in a vulnerable situation. So you have to make the best of it. It's a survival mechanism. You have to make the best of what your situation is so you can survive and get the heck out of there, right? Okay, so... So to be that guy, to be a guy in that conventional sense of invulnerability in the Western world, the core elements of that is the language that we use about the rugged, rugged individual who sucks up any pain or vulnerability that they may have. And in general, like I was saying, that's not a bad thing. It's a survival technique. So... Conventional masculinity teaches that aspect, teaches men that aspect. That's why men don't approach services for help because that goes against the grain. You never want to admit that you need help because that's the anti of being invulnerable. Okay, so men are concerned for their role or status around other men. Like, you might be vulnerable in private, but around other men, you're just going to and have a, you know, stiff upper lip and do what it takes to show other men that you are cool um, so you're not preyed on by them. Everyone wants to be the alpha man, and that's how they behave. That's how our society, um, you know, condones and teaches men this aspect. So... The victimization teaches that you're not that or that you're somehow less of a man. Like I was saying at the top of the hour about crying, um, you know, these groups might say, might say, oh, you know, it's okay, go ahead and cry. And probably new groups now as a result of the Weinstein case might say, it's okay, you know, share your story, everything is going to be fine. But no, it's not. There's, there's, there's got to be a way that you can get what you need, uh, get what you need and get healed, but it's not necessarily going to uh, be happening with just sharing your encounter. All right, so there is a uh, professor at the Seattle School of Theology and Psychology which helps train therapists in handling sexual abuse and trauma patients and in treating men who have been sexually assaulted. And oftentimes, uh, this therapist says that men feel great shame in telling other men what happened because how they'll be perceived. So the shame and contempt specifically are the major proponents that stop men from speaking up. There's shame to tell other men, shame that I have been taken advantage of. How will you judge me? Will you consider me weak if I was not able to prevent harm from happening to me? And with that contempt, they're often angry at themselves because they couldn't prevent what happened to themselves. So they will either isolate or never tell the story or... You know, maybe they throw that back onto society. Maybe they just become this angry person. Um, something is causing that unwarranted anger in the future, right? And it could be because they've had a sexual, uh, you know, an uninvited sexual encounter. So, you know, yep, they're going to take it out on society. So pretty crazy so the pressure can be high for men in the public eye because they tend to have a specific image and they're held up to be models of strength so people look up to them as role models of strength and courage and they model what the public wants them to become so when one of them comes forward with the story of abuse all of a sudden now you mess with that image. You've shattered that image of who that person is. So, you know, if 
like Dwayne Johnson or, you know, John Wayne or Clint Eastwood or, you know, um, Mark Wahlberg or whatever were to come forward with a sexual abuse story, I mean, you would question what do you, what is real in life? I mean, how can this possibly, you know, happen? But as we talked about earlier, uh, in the show, Terry Crew, and please look him up. I mean, this guy is, um, <laughs> he is so muscular and so strong and so fit. You would, I mean, maybe he wasn't as a boy, but you, there was no way in a million years you would think that someone who has a physical presence such as he, um, would allow himself to be sexually violated and be vulnerable right but it does happen it can happen to anybody okay so now the celebrity is now in the position after the Weinstein story of saying you may see me now but I know part of my life where I wasn't like this so the question is is the average public willing to hear that story and I say nay nay I, I, I think it still needs more time it's okay to bring it up in bits and pieces I mean this area is so shocking that you can't all dump all at once it's got to be um, slowly rolled out over a given amount of time because I think people just won't believe it or they'll be very quick to judge the situation. And both of those positions isn't going to solve anything societally. So I think we have to, you know, I think the way that Terry Crew is bringing it out is perfectly fine. So, you know, without getting into all the details of what happened, you know, hashtag men to maybe it's a start <laughs> you know it opens up a conversation and um, I think that's what we what we need right now so what type of abuse is going on how does this happen well the types of abuse are through the Catholic Church the entertainment industry uh, male groups are particularly vulnerable, like the Boy Scouts or sports teams. And there's a huge population now of female predators. And they could be moms, school teachers, and bosses. You know, maybe your boss is a little bit older than you are and she's hanging over your head that if you don't do this sexual act, she might fire you. And guess what? You need to pay the rent. You need to pay the bills. And you might go along with it, at least in the meanwhile, until you figure something else out. You might go along with it because the paycheck is important to you. Um, as for moms, I had a topic on this, on this, uh, I had a show on this topic as, as well. I had a young man who was my client, my, um, coaching client once, and, he was going to school and his mom kept harassing him and being sexually aggressive with him and, you know, wanting to give him a BJ and just all this other stuff. And she wanted the BJ to lead to a sexual encounter to where the boy was so afraid of her that he packed up and he got admitted to a school halfway across the country. He was in Los Angeles and he moved to a school, got transferred to a school on the East Coast and he figured, aha, I'm 3,000 miles away from mom. She's going to leave me alone. No, no, she did not leave him alone. She flew to Boston where he was and still was harassing um, harassing the boy. So anyway, it took us a few weeks to kind of iron that one out and for him to get help and, you know, notify the authorities and what have you and get a restraining order. And, you know, it was it was pretty ugly. So just distance is going to not just distance alone is not going to make you escape the predator so you have to be more creative with that and um, I had to teach him some skills with regard to personal boundaries so you know um, restraining order or not she still might show up because that drive in her is so strong to be this predator I don't know probably she 
did not have that person um, in her husband. But uh, she feels that she raised her son in, you know, in her mind's eye of what a perfect uh, man is. And that's who she wanted and that's what she wanted to go after. So, yeah, female predators are absolutely not excused from this statistic. And, um, you know, so where does it start? Is it uninvited touching or is it um, through use of force? And, you know, the whole gamut, you know, from A to Z. So it's all on the table with regard to types of abuse. Okay? If you've just joined us, you, we, um, you've currently dialed into the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about the secrets of male pedophilia. And we're closing out our show. Um, when we come back from the break, I'm going to talk about some solutions on how to solve this if you were in that predicament. We'll catch right back after the break. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show, but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. If you like our show, please show your love. You can listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. We appreciate all that you do in helping to promote our show. Yes, indeed. So, we were talking about the female predators, and I wanted to kind of give you a little insight on this. It's important to understand that males can respond to sexual stimulation with an erection or even an orgasm, even in sexual situations that are traumatic or painful or, or unwarranted, uninvited. Okay? So they don't have to be an active participant for their bodies to respond. So um, that's just how male bodies and male brains work. It's just, you know, physics. It's just nature on how they work. So those who sexually use and abuse boys, they know this. They often attempt to maintain secrecy and to keep the abuse going by telling the child that his sexual response shows that he was a willing participant and complicit in the abuse. You wanted it, you liked it, the predator can get away with saying, but that's not how it works. Um, you know, men are, men and boys are uh, stimulated visually and or physically by the sense of touch, and they can carry out the act, you know, like it says, 
you know, even, uh, you know, through to an erection or orgasm, but it does not mean that they're an active, willing participant in what's going on. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to make that distinction because uh, it's different for girls than it is for boys, and that's an area that I think a lot of people don't understand. So what are the solutions to this problem? Well, uh, I guess if you're a victim, you don't have to let the outside world tell you what does or doesn't make men. That's for your own judgment. So, you know, don't be too swayed about what other people think. You come to your own definition of what you think it is to be a man and, you know, listen to your gut and follow that um, because over time you will fine-tune that definition and you'll get better and better at it. And that's the true definition of one that you should listen to. Shy of that, if you don't have that skill set yet, you might find a male mentor whom you admire and see if you can get some of this knowledge and wisdom from that person. Okay, so those are all good things. So another thing you can do is you don't have to openly say what happened. You can heal privately. And there are many modes to, you know, open you up. And I would start with doing something physical because men are physical creatures. They're not necessarily verbal creatures like women. So there's a lot of things that you can do to make, you know, make all that bottled up feeling um, bring it up to the surface. So uh, therapy is one, meditation, journaling, support groups for with other men that have been in the same category as you, and yoga. So these are all ways to connect with the core you to heal that which is damaged. And then there are online support groups that allow men to participate anonymously. So the key thing about this is your anonymity. I know when I was writing my weekly column uh, before I wrote the book, Dating Tips for Men, probably one of my biggest strengths was men would write to me and I would, you know, help them anonymously. So there, there are these support groups that you can access from anywhere in the world and you don't have to put yourself out there to be vulnerable, but still you can get the help. Um, and then HR needs to come full circle um, as well as well as the filing of police re- reports, they need to include a sensitivity to uphold the person's privacy and perhaps making the perpetrator sign a confidentiality agreement on the matter or risk further action. So these are all ways that we as a society and you as the individual can do to help make this situation better, help make this awareness better. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Men's Advocate Show. We'll catch you each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and we'll see you next week on the Men's Advocate Show. 